You're listening to the Sketchnote Army Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rohde, the author of the Sketchnote Handbook and the Sketchnote Workbook. And this is the podcast where I chat with sketchnoters and visual thinkers and try to understand what makes them tick. This episode of the Sketchnote Army Podcast is brought to you by the Sketchnote Handbook that tells the story of how I solved a note-taking problem and in the process coined the term sketchnotes. My best-selling book teaches you how to draw simply to capture ideas instead of worrying about art quality. It features simple-to-follow steps for building your drawing skills, helps you create a visual library, and showcases a wide variety of sketchnotes by global creators. Best of all, it's designed as a book-length sketchnote. Pick up a copy of the Sketchnote Handbook for yourself or for someone you just know will love sketchnoting. To learn more about my books, visit roadesign.com books. Use the code RODY40 for 40% off the book at peachpit.com. And now, on with the show. Hey, this is Mike Rohde, and we've got a special edition of the Sketchnote Army podcast here for you today because of a special project that I've been working on uh, with someone who uh, has been working with me for about two years on this, over two years, uh, Mike Schiano from Airship Notebooks. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Great to be here. Yeah, it's fun to have you on. and. Um, we felt like we wanted to do a couple things. We wanted to tell you about the Sketchnote Idea Book, this project we've been working on in the Skunk Works for two, two and a half or something years, trying to make... I've kind of lost count at this point. Yeah, um, I know. It we, seems, we... seems like it's been a while, yeah. <laughs> um, and so we've been excited about it for quite a while. We um, We started this some years ago, and actually, I think, Mike, you probably have a better recollection of how we met. I seem to remember seeing... Airship notebooks on uh, Instagram and being really f- curious about them, and then we entered into some kind of discussion or something. Um, and you sent me a sample, and I tried it out, and there was a lot of things I liked about it. And then I started having these ideas, and you said, "Hey, let's do you want to partner up on a on a notebook together?" And I was like, "Yeah, definitely." But I think, um, as I understand it, you might actually have more of a story that I don't even know. So why don't we uh, let's let's hear your perspective on how this uh, sketch and idea book thing all started? Well, there was, uh, there was an episode of this, of, of the sketch Not army podcast where I, I wish I could find which episode it was. Cause it was just kind of, you know, this now epiphany of, of, of a thing that happened with us. Um, but uh, you were talking about how uh, you were reaching out to people and saying, you know, if you want to do something together, uh, I, we're here to do something sketchnote related to make things that would you know at, at the time we were thinking you were thinking that it would help the sketchnote uh army uh uh podcast and and, and that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. then when when i um i was at the time i think that i had been doing airship for maybe about like three years at that point um and so i had i had been researching paper i had been i had kind of built up my supply chain at that point and knew, you know, the ins and outs of all this stuff. And and at that point, I had almost just recently had a, uh, I had found this paper and I was just trying to like maybe figure out a great way of fitting it in. Mm-hmm. A, a, a cool thing that would, a cool... Application or use for it. Application. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I was listening to different podcasts and, and, and I... W- was really happy to stumble upon the the Sketchnote Army podcast and and all the people you were talking about about really uh, um, using analog tools and using um, uh, it's just a different way of of thinking about it and how to approach um, not just note taking but also just kind of like formulating ideas um, and uh, so when I heard that that you were interested in maybe working with someone. Um, I reached out to you and, uh, and whether or not that you, um, I mean, maybe you did see stuff beforehand cause I was, <laughs> I have been pretty involved with Instagram and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, both before and, and after that. So, um, and, uh, and we've just been kind of throwing ideas back and forth and refining this whole thing ever since. Yeah. I I hadn't realized that. I probably was talking ext- uh, extemporaneously off the top of my head in the podcast and wishing out loud, I guess, which is great. I'm glad that you heard that and reached out and um, had had sort of stumbled across this 
paper in need of a problem and we found a solution for it. So that's a, that's a great, uh, a great story that I hadn't known until now. So, um, that's exciting. And, you know, we've been back and forth. And, um, one thing I really appreciated about, uh, about what you did was, um, you suggested we should make some handmade prototypes and actually test all the stuff we're talking about, which I really believe in as a designer. One thing I've noticed over the years, it's really easy to design things, especially now digital designers. You can you can do 3D and can do all this stuff and make it look almost real. But then when you actually hold <clears throat> things in your hand or you see it, it's like, man, this is this is either really good or it's not really good. And so knowing that we could actually produce a prototype and see what that looked like was uh, an exciting thing for me. And then you produce these prototypes. And I remember receiving it in the mail and opening it up like, holy cow, this is amazing. I was just like blown away by even in that rough state. I mean, it was pretty close. We had some rough edges that we still wanted to fix. But uh, probably 80% of it, I felt like, wow, the paper is fantastic. And the feel of the cover and the embossing and like all the pieces just felt like they really lined up and all that hard work that we'd done to sort of sweat the details was paying off in this physical object because I've had many cases where I thought it was going to be amazing and awesome. And then when I actually printed the thing out or, or folded it up, it was like, Oh, this, that's not exactly what I was thinking. This this is the wrong size or this doesn't feel right. 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 And you just, you can't imagine that when it's just digital, you got to have some physical thing. Right. There's something about a physical product I mean, just but you know, pe- people like to buy things, anal- especially analog tools like this, um, where you you like having something in your hands. You like being able to to get something out of your brain in onto paper. Um, and when when you go through the process of making something, like you design it and you formulate it, and and you can actually pick out the the different pieces of it, and and you know someone that that can make something really you know, top-notch quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it's actually made, you're just like astonished that, that it's, it's, it's almost like, um, I'm sure this was like, you know, when someone first 3d printed something that was kind of the same kind of feeling that they had. Uh, but, but it almost feels like that, that, that someone has essentially fabricated something from your brain out into reality. Um, and, uh, um, I was really excited the first time I saw them too. I mean, the, 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 Especially the ske- seeing the sketch note icons um, mm-hmm. all uh, debossed in the cover, it was like, wow, that's. <laughs> I didn't think they were going to look that good. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they they, they look cool. They, obviously, your designs are great. Uh, but but seeing all of those things just kind of actually um, uh, in, in in real life was really kind of great. Yeah, I, I think the other thing that's interesting too is like. You sort of sweat the details like, okay, those icons, we did lots of revs on them. Like the first time they were a little bit, there was a lot more detail and then we really needed. So I cleaned them up and the second one turned out really good. And even like the, all the separate pieces, you sort of sweat these little details, the color of the strap, the making sure that the strap matches the ribbons. Uh, so it's consistent. Like, um, I think the original version we did had, I was trying to match the gray of the cover with a with a color on the inside front cover and it just didn't feel right. And we went to black. And once the black was in there, you know, you sweat all these individual details, but then when you see it as a unit, that's like, wow, all the pieces like really reinforce each other. It's like a really good meal or something like everything um, balances out and it becomes like this ideal thing. And I feel like sort of all the details that we seem to hit on make it almost like this ideal package, right? It's a whole unit. It's not just mm-hmm. individual pieces. It's a whole unit of something, which is exciting. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think that one of the first things we actually did, which is on the, the sketchnotideabook.com website, um, is that uh, that test page with, with all mm-hmm. the different markers and stuff like that, where you, had to, you, you wanted to test to make sure that this was the paper that you wanted to go with. Um, and I think that once we, especially once we found out that some of the alcohol based markers weren't really bleeding through, it was kind of like a, a mind blown, uh, <laughs> uh, event. Um, at, at least when, when I saw you, you, you first sent me the front of, of it in just like a, uh, in a text message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I saw the back and I was like, 
man, this is amazing. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I test it out myself, but I don't have the same tools that, that, that you do. You know, I, I had as many that I could um, at, at my fingertips, but um, uh, it was still, you, you know, it was still great for me to, to see it kind of being used by someone who uses these uh, types of things in their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even the, so the, the, the one thing about the paper is I, you know, the reality is any alcohol based marker is going to bleed unless you're using marker paper, which is intended for that kind of thing where it's, it's like calendared and polished almost so that the stuff lays on the surface intentionally, like any open porous paper is going to absorb alcohol. I mean, that's the nature of what alcohol is. It wants to go everywhere. Right. So, but even right. seeing like Sharpie, like, um, even, you know, you see some, a little bit there, but it's more like show through, I would say like, it's so the paper was so thick that it couldn't even quite get through it. I mean, in most cases that would be, if you were using a Sharpie, it would probably bleed through to the back, but at least you would know that, right. If you went lightly, but I mean, everything else, I mean, now that I'm sort of flipped up the image here and I'm just looking at it, um, you actually see the, the impressions of the pen in the paper, but you don't see any of the ink. So you actually see where the pen, like the tip was pressed into the paper and you see it if you look really closely. Uh, you can see that, but the ink doesn't go through, which is kind of amazing for like, I think there's the Copic and the Sharpie were the only ones that actually bled through. And I think the orange Sharpie actually almost didn't bleed through, which is amazing. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like anything, you know, if you sit, if you hold the Sharpie and you just leave it sit on one spot, it's just going to bleed through. I mean, it's it's a porous paper, so... Uh, right and you were actually you were you were trying yeah. with this one like you, it, it's obvious because you wrote sharpie heavy like that was like you really trying to make to 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 uh bleed through uh, there literally yeah and make the paper sweat the details in this case um <laughs> uh and and really try and um uh, especially with the the uniball air one mm-hmm. that, that that's the one where you see the the impression is that you're trying right. to, to you were really um running it through the running the paper through the paces. Um, and uh, so even though that there's show through, I think that unless that someone's really going to go crazy with, with trying to use any type of a uh, Sharpie or anything like that, I, from, from some of the testing that I've done, just the light use of something like a Sharpie, mm-hmm. it's not going to bleed. You're not going to have it so that it's like that it marks up the pages behind it. Right. There, there'll be some show through, which is, you know, similar to anyone using a fountain pen with a Tomy river paper or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, like you're, you're going to see it, but for the majority of pens that people use for any of like the, those, uh, those flare pens that you love so much, mm-hmm. um, those things, they're almost non-existent on the other side of the page. Yeah. And it's such a smooth, I think the other thing we, we're going to talk a lot about the paper because I think Mike and I both agree. This is like the heart of the book as much as the, it's a, it's a package where all the pieces have to line up, which it does. I think the paper is what, like when you use the paper, you're just going to like, Oh my goodness, this is amazing paper. And you just want to keep using it, uh, which is great for us because then we have to make you another notebook. Right. So, um, it's really bright white. I mean, brilliant white is really a pretty good description. Like even the, it's the challenge I had was with the photos. I was trying to sort of adjust the color because a lot of times the lighting I was in was maybe a little yellow and I, I'm, I'm trying to like how do I represent this paper to be like it really is like I felt like I'm cranking up Photoshop trying to brighten things up just to get it to what it's like in real life <laughs> um, which is kind of funny to think about and uh, and I think we had initially started by wanting to have cream colored paper and you actually sent me a different one that was white and I was like oh wow this is I kind of like this this is really great right it's really bright and I that was unexpectedly nice to, to get this bright white paper. And it makes, I think the thing about that is when you use color on it, man, the color just pops off that paper. It's like blacks are really deep and dense and colors pop and it just makes what you do look really great. I, it's hard to describe um, more than well, that. I, I don't think it's, you don't really have to really describe it. I mean, it's right there on, on the website. I mean, it, it's, it, you have, I mean, just looking at the pink flare and the green flare and the purple flare, like mm-hmm. those, those, those colors are so vibrant. Um, it, it's it's really just kind of uh, uh, it, it, I don't know. For me, it's exciting. I, I <laughs> um, to 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 have found something and then found like such a great application for it. For some for to 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 be able to make something um, 
that people are going to love using. Yeah, that's a good it, feeling. It, yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, um, I can relate this to, so um, in the same way, the Sketchnote Handbook and the Workbook, I worked with my editors um, in a small team of people, and we worked really hard to sweat the details on that one. Like, every every aspect of it, again, we really dialed it in. And then it was the combination of all the things, like the way the cover feels, which is a lot like the idea book, that feeling on the that uh, polymer cover has a real interesting, similar feel to the book. Uh, the rounded corners, the color choices, the typeface, the you know, the variety of samples, like all those pieces individually were great, but when they came together in the right way, it just makes the whole package, it sort of amplifies everything. And I think we achieved the same thing with this one, with the idea book, which is a great feeling to kind of hit, hit another one out of the park like that and have all the pieces, you know, in some ways almost feel like organically line up and produce this, this uh, unit of things that together make an amazing package that's really that's really satisfying right right yeah it, it was just kind of happenstance that we found a, a cover that that matches especially because they're made with different processes i think that the mm -hmm. that your uh the, your two books um have like a like a coating film on them or something yes. that, that yeah. makes it so that they don't wear and tear over time um and uh but but it still winds up being like a very similar experience, um, which is great. We I, so um, we worked with uh, a lot of the same team members. I worked with on the the handbook and the workbook, and the two guys in particular, are, um, Brian Artka, who did the videos for the book. So he worked on the video for the site, and he's got a few things tricks up his sleeve that are still to come. Um, and then Gabe uh, Wallenberg, who did a lot of the basically did the whole script for my videos and really has a good sense of like how I think and speak. And so he can take like the ideas that I'm having. And if I struggle for words, he has this knack for uh, bringing it out and making it fun and really sort of tying that together. So it's really satisfying too to have a team like you and me, like doing all this work and then these other guys coming in uh, and then uh, Eric Fabian, who just uh, uh, has this perspective about marketing and uh, thinking about things from a strategic perspective that's just brings another wealth of information that I feel like the team in its own way was sort of a production that I'm really proud of too even though <laughs> you don't get to buy the team you just get the fruits of our labor right so um, at least we hope when we do the Kickstarter that that's uh, that's how it will roll <laughs> so right exactly um, but no, no they, everyone's done like a really amazing job. Um, the video came out amazing. Um, working with Gabe on all of the copy stuff, I think that we really kind of got a good drive going with um, everyone kind of throwing ideas back and forth about mm -hmm. how we should really kind of uh, how to bring the feeling of using something like this to, to life. Um, right, right. It was really kind of, you know, we, we can show pictures all day long, um, and, and, and I think that that would definitely help, but there's plenty of ways of, of communicating the same type of uh, thing through uh, through writing, and, and Gabe really kind of knocked it out of the park with mm -hmm. that, too. And even uh, Brian, you know, knowing he's really deep into telling things a story, so not only telling the specs of the thing, but why why did we make this thing exist in, in, a, in a really brief, like, you don't realize, a lot of people don't realize how challenging it is to produce a two-minute video or less that will communicate a product, it will give the feeling for it, give the the details of it, and fit that all in and make it look cool and and all work. Again, it's another, it's a, just an unappreciated uh, skill, and Brian just really has that to, to capture that information in a form that's easy to digest and it makes sense. So once you see that video and then you start scrolling through, like everything starts to come together as best as you can without me handing you the book so you can flip through it and touch it and write, this is the next best thing we can do until we actually get a successful Kickstarter campaign to, to come through. And I think the all the team did a really great job on that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So... um I kind of want to talk a little bit about the battle testing, just briefly. And so one of the things I also liked, because I'm very much uh, into iteration and also experimentation and testing, um, the reason I really liked having the prototypes was I had something I, I could actually test. 
And one of the things that I thought was, if I'm going to put my name on something with you, that we should really make sure it's exactly what we thought it would be. We want to battle test it. We, I want to throw up my bag every day and drag it with me for six or eight months and sketch note like crazy, use every pen that I've got, try things out and just see how does it perform every day for six to eight months. Um, and it was amazing. Like I, every time I touched the thing, I just wanted to hold on to it and use it, which is pretty weird. And, but good, like good, weird, right? Um, and I did. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I would. I would say that that's good if you want to keep a, using it. Yes, it's a good weird. Um, um, so every Sunday I would be at church and do sketch notes. I filled it with majority of it was that, but I took it to um, our school had a, an event and I did sketch notes for that. Or if I had ideas, I just I just used it. I at, at some point I forgot that it was a special prototype that I'm supposed to be testing, and I just started hammering it and trying everything and just forgot. It was just my notebook, right? I was pushing it in every way, and it just kept on performing. And you know, after six—I can't remember—it was six or eight months. But um, I looked at the book, and it's like it looks like it's still brand new. Like, what's going on here? Like that—that <laughs> that baby soft, you know, travel tough cover really does deliver on that promise, right? It's—it really does uh, age really gracefully and uh, protects the book inside and. Um, yeah, you can just throw it in your bag every single day after using it and, yeah. and not have to worry about it uh, kind of wearing and tearing. Um, part of that, you know, it's, it's kind of a, uh, we can't really take credit for, for this design part of it, but the rounded corners really help mm -hmm. to, uh, yeah. to make it so that you're not like chipping the, the corners of the notebook every time. Yeah. Um, but but the, the material um, that we have for the cover is really just kind of the, it kind of shines. Um, it, it, it's different than, than any mm -hmm. other mm -hmm. notebook that you're going to have uh, experienced before. Yeah. And I think that when you touch it, when you open the box for the first time, once we have our successful, I'm being positive, we have our successful Kickstarter campaign and you open this thing and touch it. Um, Happy thoughts, Mike. Happy yeah, thoughts. It, uh, it feels, it really does feel great. And um, so the, the other thing, and we mentioned this on the site uh, for the Sketch and Idea book is, Okay, so I tested it. I felt really confident about it. We're like, you know, we probably should send these to some other people and make sure, you know, did I just get a really good one or am I missing something? Like that nagging question in my head. So I said, Mike, can we do a couple more prototypes? So he, we ran another one. We made some of those changes we mentioned before, just little tweaks that we saw, ran another batch. And then we sent them out to uh, a couple of friends that I felt like would be good uh, testers because they would be tough on it and they would tell me the truth if something went wrong. So um, one was Rob DeMio, who um, he's a physicist and does a lot of sketch noting. Um, and then uh, Prof. Mike, Michael Clayton down in San Antonio, good friend. Uh, and he's um, he's also pretty tough on things, so he would be a good critic. And then Catherine Misuk, who um, in her own right, she does some traveler notebook um, wrappers and knows product really well. Like her background is in product design and product presentation and those kind of things. So if it made it past Catherine Misuk and she liked it, like I would feel really good about like the overall package from that perspective. So they each sort of had a unique angle on it, right? And they all came back kind of raving about it in the feedback they were giving us with samples and pictures and just their reaction. Um, and then the last battle test was sort of accidental. I had a spare book and I went to Minneapolis and I met with my really good friend, Patrick Roan, who lives there in St. Paul. And I showed him the book because I was just sort of feeling it. Um, I've shown it to a variety of people before it's been public. And so I gave it to Patrick and he was flipping through it. And he was like, um, you're not going to leave without giving me this book. You're going to sell this to me. <laughs> and I've got $20 in my pocket. Will you take $20? I, I can't let this book leave this house. <laughs> I was like, uh, I guess so. I, I was fortunate to have enough spare, another spare that I could use for the photography that I wasn't planning to use. And so I left, uh, I took $20 and left that last uh, uh, thing with him. And he's been using it uh, off and on. And he loves the paper. He, he, I think his comment was he thinks it's the best sketchbook he's ever used. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, so I think um, having those other people really made me feel good to have other people besides me, like verify what we were seeing. Like that's just that confirmation, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, and so you had other sketch noters tested out, and and uh, Catherine with all of the awesome juicy fountain pens that yeah. she has to use. Um, I was really excited to see that. Mm -hmm. 
I, I I have a few fountain pens of my own, but I don't have the uh, quite the collection that Catherine does. Um, so so seeing all that uh, ink just kind of laid down on that paper so so beautifully, mm-hmm. um, it, it it was really I don't know. It just kind of touched me in a way. It, it it really makes you see the the beauty of the ink on the paper. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm looking at the photos right now. That's why I'm kind of like reacting to it as I'm talking to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And she has wonderful handwriting too. So, I mean, it's a combination. Oh, that, yeah, it definitely helps. Uh, yeah. So I think she made the comment about, you know, standing up to a wet, wet writing flex nib without feathering or bleeding is sort of like the minimum, like it's got a, it's the, her test and it passed the test and got her excited. I think she used the term butterflies in her stomach. <laughs> so that's, that's pretty good. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably the best we can uh, hope for. And uh, I, there's someone at my church, uh, Wyatt, I would be remiss if I didn't mention Wyatt, who um, who also got one of these because I know, so he and his family are really deep into fountain pens. I thought, okay, when I first had a set, the very first one, I had a couple. So I gave one to him and I had one that I tested. And I thought this would be the right family to give it to because they, they're crazy about fountain pens, refillers, cartridges, all kinds of crazy inks and stuff. And he's been um, uh, using it as well and they love it with their fountain pens. They have no problems with it. it the ink lays. It doesn't bleed. Like all the things that you'd want as a fountain pen user. So this might actually be like a really fantastic um, notebook just for fountain pen users. Even if you know, maybe you're not doing that much sketch noting, um, but you're just using it to do writing and and thinking. It could be a great tool just for that. So, right. Right. so that's a really good feeling to know that even though we we really focused it on sketch noters and it really is ideal for that. Um, it's got obviously more applications than just that. So that's, that's a good feeling too. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I, I just kind of imagine someone that, that they just either grab, there's an idea that pops in, into their head or they're, or they're somewhere and they're listening to a podcast or they're watching a YouTube video and they just want to make sure that they capture those ideas mm-hmm. um, e- either just by taking notes regularly or, or, you know, sketch noting, um, and, and they just have that there with them all the time. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it's an ideal type of a thing that I have in my head, but I think that it's really something that, uh, it, it's kind of what we were hoping for. Mm-hmm. That yeah. This, this is the, this is a tool that people could just use and, and rely on. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that we've really kind of crafted something special here. Yeah, I agree. Um, I wanted to touch a little bit briefly on why we decided to go with Kickstarter because we did have quite a discussion for a while about do we just want to do a pre-order ourselves, just open up, like do a website and say, you know, put your pre-orders here. Um, and that was, it was either that or Kickstarter. Um, and I think the discussion just kept coming back to, we think that as much as the sketchnote community will back us on this, right. And they would probably do a, a pre-order kind of thing. Um, we think there's actually more people out here that would like this and maybe aren't just aren't aware of it, and that Kickstarter would be better for reaching that broader audience. Um, maybe talk a little bit because I think Mike, you sort of convinced me. I was initially just thinking, well, let's just do this pre-order, and I think you sort of brought me around to the idea of Kickstarter as the the medium that we wanted to use. So talk a little bit about what your thinking was and how you uh, how you looked at that. I really enjoy the community that Kickstarter can provide where you you can invite the people that that you already follow you you can invite the people that um that already know that you can deliver something or at least that that have really high hopes of that Mm -hmm. and then there's also people there that are already in the kickstarter community that 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 like backing projects that like the feeling of being part of a thing being made um and I thought that those, I, 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 part of it is it, personally, I wanted to have that, that feeling together. You know, I, in, when I started Airship, uh, it was something where I was kind of working by myself a lot and, and, you know, doing uh, every part of it from, from making the books to marketing the notebooks and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, having people to talk to having, I, I, you know, I'm really kind of excited about, being able to communicate with people and, and answering their questions and kind of uh, um, t- just kind of talking to people about this thing that we're doing. 
um, I thought that this was really just a great place to do that. Um, and, and to, and also it's really obviously a great place to get the word out, um, and, and to make sure that this is definitely something that while you and I have convinced ourselves wholeheartedly that it's amazing, um, we, you know, we, we still want to make sure that, that there's going to be a market for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was, that was basically my feeling on it. Mm-hmm. I, the things that I, that sort of, like you sort of convinced me of that. And then I started like remembering, cause I'm a pretty big, um, Kickstarter backer. I've backed, I think 31 projects over a period, uh, several years. So I do believe in the platform and I've used it and have received some great notebooks and other objects from it. So I like the the model that they're following and that, like you said, the community that's around it. I really like, you know, so as a communicator, I really find it interesting to see how different project teams communicate with their backers, who communicates really well. And and I've been on some, like, uh, I think I backed a film called Cassette, where I was really fascinated by cassettes back in the eighties. So they did this uh, documentary film, but because, you know, documentary work is tough, they had to take projects in between and it took forever for them to finish the movie. Now they eventually did. So that it took forever for them to give us feedback, but they did come back. There've been some, a few that have, you know, didn't work out and that's probably a, probably not unusual, but for the most part, most of them worked out and turned out pretty interesting products. And I really like that idea of being able to message people who backed you. Um, I sort of followed that with the, when I did the sketchnote handbook and the workbook, uh, writing blog posts and using Instagram in interesting ways to sort of take people along with the process of writing a book, which many people sort of have this romantic idea of, you know, what it looks like. And it's, actually a little bit more ugly than maybe they realize most of the time. And so <laughs> being able to sort of share, you know, fun things when they happen, but also talk about, you know, things maybe not working or the challenge of what it's like to write a book. Um, it was fun to kind of share that in a blog form. At the time, that was that was a thing probably now, you know, a, a Kickstarter campaign or some kind of email newsletter would probably be the way to go. But this concept of communicating piece by piece, like in a serial fashion, uh, where you see little bits and you can sort of, you're excited because you want to see the story. I believe that all that work I put in on the Sketchnote Handbook, especially <clears throat> preparing people and getting people excited, really worked out in the end for people immediately buying the book because um, we sold out the uh, the first run, I think, within nine months, which is very unusual. Most books don't earn out their advance and sell out their quantities. So they actually had to rerun almost immediately after, I think it was, seven or eight months they had to rerun again because they're running out of books so it's pretty amazing yeah i think i credit a lot of that to um a variety of things but one of the big things was this communication that i maintained and and brought people in on the process that's kind of fun i mean that's a lot of the sketch noting thing is what i'm learning and what i'm understanding i'm sharing in the same way you're doing that with this other information so having the ability to do that and then um you know i'm very community minded you know i've got sketchnote army I do lots of sharing online. I do a lot of giving of things. And it made sense to have a community of people, both the Sketchnote community who we who know me, but also maybe some people on the periphery who are kind of curious and maybe this would be their way into it uh, to make a community uh, and give them the chance, um, almost the gift to be able to back it and make it happen is exciting, right? They get to feel like they had a part in it, which they would. So that's a really fun combination, I thought. It definitely is. Uh, I, I um, be, being part of that and being part of a product being made is really just to even uh, even for the ones that do take a little bit of long longer time period. Um, it, it's still kind of like you you're you're like kind of in the trenches with the people that are making it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we we have this thing basically designed and and you know we're, we're going to tweak some things here and there um and uh but it's basically ready to go uh we just want to make sure that there's people there to that are that are really really interested in it um to make sure that they're ready to to help us pull the trigger on it mm-hmm. um and uh it's exciting yeah i'm, I'm excited and i'm glad you convinced me to go to kickstarter because uh I think it's just a better fit and there's so many 
so many tools now available after whatever, 10 years or something that Kickstarter has been around that it's, there's a system and there's a way things work that seems to consistently uh, deliver. So that's exciting knowing that there's a whole community out there, not only of the people who already believe in this and will go for one, but maybe people who just want to take a flyer and spend, you know, spend a little money on this unique notebook and, and test it out or whatever. So that's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it may wind up being a little bit overwhelming at some point. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just thinking about the, the, uh, the timing of everything uh, and trying to make it all work. Um, right. It's, it's, it's definitely on a different scale um, than, uh, than I, you know, what? It, it, it's pretty similar to, to making something and, and having it all ready to go for the holiday season, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I, I've sold notebooks on, on Amazon and, and, and typically you, you sell things um, and, and you sell them steadily throughout the year. And then you almost completely sell out every single uh, holiday season, you know, Christmas, mm-hmm. And, uh, and and all of those uh, holidays around there, um, you know, they, they really, uh, pe- people pick them up really quickly. And then it's sometimes it winds up being a scramble to, to, to get them back in so that you're not just kind of like having a bunch of people who wanted it kind of hanging out there. Mm-hmm. But, but I, I, you know, that's actually uh, the good thing about this is that if uh, whoever's interested, they can, they can say, yeah, you yeah, know, we're interested, but let's, let's, let's get this thing going and then they can all get it. So, so we're not going to leave anyone hanging. Um, yeah. And I, and I would, I wanted to take a moment and say uh, some of the things that I like is uh, sort of your experience having been doing this for, I don't know how many years have, have you been doing airship? It's got to be five or six years it's now, something like that. Almost, almost six. Wow. I think, I think October is going to be six years. So you've been doing this for a while and you know what's going on. You've got suppliers set up. You know how the, the whole the whole drill works. And that was really uh, one of the reasons I really liked working with you is not only your flexibility and your advising nature, but the fact that you had been doing this for a long time, uh, that we knew we could, what whatever we came up with, we could actually, if you could produce this, then we could actually deliver it. And that was uh, really great. So I think if you're listening and you're thinking about like, well, I'm now I'm really interested in this notebook, but maybe you haven't heard of airship or something, or you're not really sure about this stuff. Um, you know, Mike's been doing it for a long time. You probably had thousands of notebooks made and so you know what's going on with this. And, uh, that's, uh, that should be a comfort for you. If you're going to back this to know that, uh, once we get the money, the button's going to get pushed and these are going to get made and you're going to get one. So that's, that's pretty exciting. Or, or, or more than one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um, the Kickstarter campaign. So we've talked about how we got there and, and your experience that makes it, you know, I think that takes a lot of risk out of it for someone who wants to back it, um, knowing that it's not just two guys that just decided to do notebooks last week, right? It's, we've been working on this for a long time and you've been delivering notebooks for a long time, six years almost. So yeah. um, the Kickstarter campaign, um, We'll be launching soon, and one of the things we wanted to do was build a group of super fans by making a mailing list. So if you go to the sketchnoteideabook.com site, you'll see the call to action. The things that we're asking you to do is basically sign up for a mailing list. Uh, we're not going to be sending tons and tons of information. We're we'll just we'll be sharing just the information you need, and primarily our goal is to share before anybody else that you're going to be able to get the sketch and idea book first, and you're going to get the best price of the campaign with that. So you're going to have like your own. Uh, pro- pro- probably the best time. price that we'll ever offer. Yeah. For this. Best price for, uh, yep. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 So we're being very uh, aggressive about it because we want to make it happen and we want to reward people who were early believers and are sticking with us early on. Right. That's, that's the reward that you get is not only first, but uh, the cheapest and, you can brag about that if you if you want to. <laughs> yeah, and 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 you're you're going to help us out, so we w- we want to help you out mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyone that signs up, you know, if you want to share it out to other people, again, sketchnoteideabook.com. dot uh, com. You you uh, it, w- it would be really great um, to 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 hear that people are sharing it around and and helping us, um, and uh, we, we'd really appreciate it. So um, 
Mike, why don't I think I want to have you talk a little bit about what are some of the specs that we can talk about. Um, obviously, you can see all the specs of the book, but like I know that our one of our goals is to our aim is to deliver it for Christmas if possible. That's sort of one of our the things we'd like to do. Um, mm-hmm. What other mm-hmm. information do we want to share at this point um, pre Kickstarter when we want you to sign up for the for the newsletter? What do you think? What would you feel com- comfortable talking about as far as details? Um. Well, we've gone through the paper a whole bunch of times. I mean, we, we, we or, or a whole bunch. It, it's it's a pretty hardy uh, piece of paper. Um, I remember in, in the in the original um, uh, text that we had written up that that you were thinking of calling it like a almost like a cardstock because mm-hmm. it's so. Yeah. But 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 it, it still flexes and, yeah. and bends and and folds like paper does, um, and it, it just uh, it kind of takes whatever you can throw at it. Um, you wanted to go with a, you know, the standard type of well, medium A5 um, uh, size, mm-hmm. um, though, though A5 kind of ranges in, in uh, kind of the, uh, the size that it is. But th- this is um, eight, 8.3 inches tall and 5.8 inches wide. Um, so, you know, it's a nice it, – it's, it's near for, for people in uh, – in the U.S., uh, that that's nearly like half the size of a uh, of a letter sheet of paper, um, and uh, and we 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 wanted to try and balance the number of pages that were going to be in it because you if, if you have too many pages, especially with this kind of thick paper, you wind up having that kind of shelf effect where you're drawing on the side of the notebook like you're mm-hmm. going edge to edge on it, and and your hand is just like a little bit too far off the page, so. We're, we're including 64 sheets. That's 128 pages, you know, front and back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so that, that's kind of like the sweet spot. So that we're you, you still have a good amount of paper in there, but it's not going to be uncomfortable to use. Um, and not too thick either, right? I think that was another concern is if we did like 192 or some something like that, it got almost like <laughs> like you're carrying a Bible, right? So <laughs> Right, right. And, it, and, then, and then it also winds up being pretty heavy at that yeah, point. Yeah, I'm actually good. not sure if these books are over a pound, but um, we were trying to keep them kind of on the lower side in the event that, to, partially from a shipping standpoint, because mm-hmm. you want to, um, they, they really kind of charge you uh, a lot more once you get over a certain uh, threshold mm-hmm. there. So that was definitely part of it. Um, the, uh, let's see. Um, well, we can talk about the lay flat binding is a real key component, right? Right. Right. Where you can, the stitch binding, uh, it's a thread binding. So you wind up with several signatures of paper that are stitched together. So a signature is, um, like six uh, pages. I think that, yeah, 16 pages. So it's eight sheets of paper, um, but there's six front and back, so 16 uh, each. Um, and those are sewn together, and then the, each of the signatures is sewn, um, and then the cover is wrapped around it so that when you actually lay it flat on the table, you can easily you know, continue across the page with, with a marker or a pen, and it winds up being a continuous um, uh, uh, landscape uh, Mm-hmm. drawing or, or note um, that, that you're making. Um, so, uh, and, and then when, when you go to close it up again, it doesn't, um, it's not warped or anything like that because it's a nice sturdy hard cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in the event that you throw anything in that back pocket, you know, you can, there, there's the great um, uh, sketch note teal uh, plastic band, uh, elastic band that, that can uh, close it up uh, to kind of, Keep keep not only the ideas that that you draw in the book itself, but also if you want to pick anything up along the way. Yeah, yep. I think um, we also included two bookmarks in there, so um, mm-hmm. you can keep mm-hmm. two locations. I've had variety. I've had many books that just had a single. I think I've had some Loish terms which had three, which is can be nice, but I found in some ways three is almost hard to manage because now you gotta got to deal with those. So I felt like two is sort of that's, you know, what you'll find with, with the way we've uh, designed the book in general is to find the sweet spot. Like Mike talked about settling at 128 pages. Well, it's great for shipping, but it also makes it portable. And also when you have that lay flat binding, it's not going to 
act weird because it's so thick and it's not going to be so heavy that you don't take it with you. Like we're, you're trying to find that sweet spot, the balance of all the pieces uh, to make it work really well in, in all instances. And so I think right. yeah. it was kind of yeah. achieved the, there. Right. Yeah. The, the, the A5 size is really great. Um, I've found myself that uh, when, when a, when a book this size is opened um, and, and laying flat, you know, it, it fits kind of perfectly on a, uh, on an airplane tray table. Um, it fits in in a coffee sh- on a coffee shop table. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's really just kind of a uh, an old purpose type of a a book. Um, and and I remember I, I saw a few uh, people on social media asking things like, "Are you going to include a table of contents? Are you going to include mm-hmm. that kind of those kind of things?" And, and I think that what we were trying to do was um, make this more of a multi purpose thing. We weren't mm-hmm. trying to make something that. Um, uh, not yet anyway you know we're, we're, we're not trying to uh give you a system to work with this is supposed to be something where if you like sketch noting if you like taking notes if you like or just having a notebook that that works really well you can use it any way that you want um so it, it's it's kind of a uh a universal note-taking tool for you mm-hmm. yep yep i think probably the last feature that i can mention um Next to the pocket and inside the inside front cover are some guides. So if you're someone who's new to sketchnoting or um, you refer to those concepts, um, they'll be bound into the book as well. So you can always flip to the back or the front and find uh, sketchnoting references of different kinds uh, to, to inspire you. Specifically, I think in the back, we've got uh, the different layouts that you can choose. It gets a, an image of what they look like in a description. So I always thought of it as like you could sort of close your eyes and put your finger on the back page and pick a format. And that's what you've got to do in your next sketch note just to challenge yourself. So um, that's another nice feature of the, of the book is the reference. Right. Well, that, that, that's what makes it beside, besides the, um, the designs on the front uh, and, and the, and the awesome logo that you came up with. Um, it's really, uh, this is what makes it uniquely um, that this is what has your, road design uh touch to it you know mm-hmm. um it, it 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 brings all of this stuff together and, and also gives people a nice resource um just so that they can focus on taking their notes they can focus on that and if they were like well what's another way that i can do this because i i have these ideas in my head and how can i get them out and, and that's where they are and i also think that the the references that you included in the front um i think that i it, it's a really nice place to start, and I think that it should encourage people to come up with their own ways of mm-hmm. of, um, of taking notes and and uh, coming up with maybe their own icons and their own um, container shapes and and mm-hmm. and their own special bullets that they use for different things, um, so that it, it helps them uh, get their ideas out. Right. Right, it's sort of a spark or a, you know, a thing to get you started and get you moving, and then from there you get ins- get inspiration, draw inspiration. Right. Yeah. So, I think all in all, um, we probably covered the brook pretty well. Our our uh, request to you is sign up for that Kickstarter email alert. I think that's the right way to go. That's where you're going to get um, the early access, the best price. Um, we may send you a message or two here and there just to kind of keep you updated so you know what's happening uh, up until right, the, right. Sketch no- and, uh, the Sketch Note Idea Book Kickstarter, which we're in the process of uh, getting all the details right. We want to do that properly. So we're, we're, do- we're crossing our T's and dotting our I's and making that ready. So in the meantime, uh, sign up yourself and convince your friends and uh, and others to sign up for it too so that when... Uh, when we open it up, you'll get the first exclusive access to purchase at the best price before anybody else in the public gets it. You're going to be the only ones that know it exists for, for, hey, Mike. Uh, for hey, Mike. the first period Mike, of time. Mike. Well, what, what's that website again? It's uh, sketchnoteideabook.com. Sketchnoteideabook.com? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh. I think we could probably keep on talking forever because we're just so excited about this project. But I think you get the idea. Uh, if you um, if you take a look at the site, you can uh, go look at all the details. You know, nerd out over all the specs, and uh, uh, just go ahead and sign up for that Kickstarter email alert. And 
hopefully very soon we will launch the Kickstarter and you'll be in and we'll be off to the races. I, I would say the last request I would have is if you're ex- as excited about this as we are and you've signed up for the Kickstarter email alert, probably the next uh, ask we would have of you is uh, to share it. So if you um, if you like the images you see on the website, grab them, use them on social, um, write up your own posts, uh, get other people to join in that way. Um, all those images are there for you to use and uh, to share the concept. So um, if you feel that's something you'd like to do and it's fun, then go for it. Yeah, and feel free to reach out to either of us uh, mm-hmm. through social media if you have any questions or if you want to just kind of, you know, say hi and 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 uh, we, we, we'd love to hear from you. Um, uh, Mike, how can people find you on social media? So no, I'm sure that they already know you, but yeah. go ahead. <laughs> so mainly it would be Road Design, which is uh, both Twitter and uh, Instagram. I'm also on Facebook. You can find me pretty easily there uh, or roaddesign.com for the site. I think it's got all the links there. How about you, Mike? Mm-hmm. Um, I principally, uh, at least for airship stuff, I'm, I'm on Instagram at airship notebooks with an S. Uh, and then on Twitter, it's airship notebook because I apparently filled in all of the characters and went a little bit too far. So mm-hmm. I can't get the S at the end. So it's just one notebook at airship notebook on Twitter. <laughs> um, and then uh, you can find um, the other products that I sell at a uh, it's simply at airship.store or at airshipnotebooks.com. They both go to the same place. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks for making time, Mike, uh, for the for the special edition podcast. Um, and again, go go to sketchnoteideabook.com and sign up for that Kickstarter email alert, and we will see you when that thing launches, and uh, we'll be excited to have you along for the ride. Thanks, everyone, for thanks, listening. Everyone. This is uh, Mike Grody signing off until the next episode of Sketchnote Army Podcast Season 7, which we're planning uh, later this fall. Talk to you later. Thanks for listening to the Sketchnote Army Podcast. This podcast was created by me, Mike Grody, and is edited and produced by John Schiedemeyer, who also created the theme music for the show. Special thanks to Chris Wilson for the show notes each episode. To support the creation of this show, I invite you to buy one of my books, The Sketchnote Handbook or The Sketchnote Workbook, either for yourself or a friend. You can find the books at Amazon or go to peachpit.com and use the code RODY40 for 40% off. Thank you.